Hello and welcome to our park and worship service. This is the service for May 10th, 2020, the fifth Sunday of Easter. If you're joining us from home, go to our website, rockofages-payson.com, and there you'll find the service folder. There you can print it or follow along on your phone screen. Our current plan is to begin using our building again on May 24th. We'll divide into two services at both 9 o'clock and 10.15. Please continue to check our website for further updates. We'll begin with the hymn, Praise to the Lord the Almighty, led by the children at Rock of Ages and Branches Band. Praise to the Lord the Almighty, the King of creation. Oh my soul, praise His glory, He is your health and salvation. Let all who In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. In the morning, O Lord, you hear my voice. In the morning I lay my request before you and wait in expectation. We do not make request of you because we are righteous, but because of your great mercy. May the favor of the Lord our God rest upon us. Establish the work of our hands for us. Yes, establish the work of our hands. Let me live, that I may praise you. And may your law sustain me. Blessed is the one whose transgressions are forgiven, whose sins are covered. Blessed is the one whose sin the Lord does not count against them. Let us confess our sins to the Lord. Almighty and merciful Father, we have strayed from your ways like lost sheep. We have followed what we devised and desired in our hearts. 
We have offended you and sinned against your holy law. We have done those things that we should not have done, and we have not done those things that we should have done. Have mercy on us, Lord. Spare us, forgive us, and restore us, according to your promises in Jesus Christ. God, our merciful Father, has forgiven all your sins. He sent his Son, Jesus Christ, to be our Redeemer and Savior. Jesus paid the penalty for our guilt by his death on the cross and freed us from death by his resurrection from the grave. We have peace with God now and forever. Amen. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the peace from above and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the peace of the world, for the well-being of the Church of God, and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For this holy house, and for all who offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Help, save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord. Amen. Praise to the Lord who will prosper your work and defend you. Surely his goodness and mercy shall daily attend you. Ponder on you what the Almighty can do. God, you form the minds of your faithful people into a single will. Make us love what you command and desire what you promise, that among the many changes of this world our hearts may ever yearn for the lasting joys of heaven. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Our first reading is from Acts chapter 4. Read by Phineas Barthel. Here Peter boldly declares Jesus as the only way to be saved. Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, Rulers of the people and elders of Israel, If we are being questioned today for a kind act that was done for the lame man, as to how this man has been healed, let it be known to all you, of you, to all the people of Israel, that it was by the name of Jesus Christ, the Nazarene, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead. By him, this man stands before you healed. This Jesus is the stone that was rejected by you, builders, which has become the cornerstone. 
There is a salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to the people by which we must be saved. Our psalm of the day is Psalm 118. You're invited to join as we sing it responsively. my strength and my son. He has become my salvation. The Lord's right hand has lifted high. The Lord's right hand has done mighty things. I will not die but live and will proclaim what the Lord has done. For you answered me, you have become my salvation. The stone builders rejected has become the capstone. The Lord has done this and is marvelous in our eyes. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and will be forever. Amen. Our second reading is from 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 4 to 10. Peter points to Jesus as the only rock on which God builds his church. As you come to him, the living stone, rejected by men, but chosen by God and precious, you also, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood in order to bring spiritual sacrifices that are acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. For it says in Scripture, See, I lay a stone in Zion, a chosen and precious cornerstone, and the one who believes in him will certainly not be put to shame. Therefore, for you who believe, this is an honor. But for those who do not believe, 
The stone the builders rejected has become the cornerstone, and a stone over which they stumble, and a rock over which they fall. Because they continue to disobey the word, they stumble over it, and that is the consequence appointed for them. But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people who are God's own possession, so that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness and into his marvelous light. At one time you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. At one time you were not shown mercy, but now you have been shown mercy. Our Gospel reading from John chapter 14. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I'm going to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and take you to be with me, that you may also be where I am. You know where I am going, and you know the way. Lord, we don't know where you are going, Thomas replied, so how can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you know me, you would also know my Father. From now on you do know him and have seen him. Lord, Philip said, show us the Father, and that is enough for us. Have I been with you so long, answered Jesus, and you still do not know me, Philip? The one who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Don't you believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words I am telling you I am not speaking on my own, but the Father who remains in me is doing his works. Our hymn of the day is hymn number 358, How Sweet the Name of Jesus Sounds. We'll sing stanzas one through four, led by the children at Rock of Ages. My wife and I used to always note how one of our children always seemed to find a way to get into trouble. It would seem that whenever we left the house, he would somehow find a way to get injured and harmed because of what he was doing. We actually 
joked that every time we left the house, we needed to bring the first aid kit because of him. Well, it turns out one day he was on the playground, playing on the slide, and he went down the slide, but not the way you're supposed to go down the slide. He actually fell from the very top of the slide down the edge, and we saw him fall head first off the edge. Thanks to God, he didn't land on his neck, but he landed safely on his side and really wasn't too harmed and was okay. Do you ever have that happen to you where you're just enjoying life's playground and things are going well and suddenly a single event causes you to be fearful and uncertain and unnerved? Certainly that happens to all of us. Well, this morning we see how the disciples were troubled and beginning to be troubled because of a shocking turn of events that was unexpected for them. But Jesus shares with them some words of comfort in John chapter 14. And those are words which calm our troubled hearts. The disciples were hearing from Jesus that they were reaching the pinnacle of his ministry. As he says to them, now is the time for me to be glorified. You can imagine them seeing the the height of glory as Jesus removes all suffering, ushers in a reign of lasting peace, and brings them to a place of security. But then, imagine how they felt when Jesus explained to them that day that he was going to face terrible suffering. And they would see later on that Jesus was going to be down in the ground with his face to the dirt, crying out to the Father in agony of what was coming on him, how they were going to see him betrayed, handed over, bound, beaten, crucified. Death was ultimately in the picture. And so Jesus told his disciples, where I am now going, you cannot follow. I'm sure their their hearts were troubled, and Jesus did need to say to them, do not let your hearts be troubled. He was going to die. Now, you and I, of course, face many circumstances which cause us to be troubled, but death is probably one of those that hits all of us. The threat of death or the fear of death causes our hearts to be stirred with trouble. You know, that child that fell off the top of the slide wasn't the only one that caused us to fear death and the threat of death for our children. In fact, it was within a short window of time that every one of our children nearly died because of something they faced. Not long after the slide incident, another child fell ill. And because of his sickness, he became sick and listless and weak. We had to rush him to the emergency room where he spent four days in the children's hospital hooked up to an IV. Thanks to God, he did recover. But certainly our hearts were unnerved that if any of our children ever got a fever or became sick, we were on edge. And it wasn't too long after that that the weather got warmer outside and we decided to go on a bike ride. And the older children were biking. When I saw a busy street ahead, I came to a complete stop. But one of those children decided they did not want to stop and went straight ahead and into the busy street. And... The threat of death was once again near. But thanks to God, the the car that was coming the way of the child swerved just in time to avoid running them over. But you can imagine, even though 
we lived to see another day. We were unnerved and on edge every time we went out on our bikes, and it was some time before we felt comfortable biking again. And not too long after that, another child who had recently started swimming lessons was invited to go swimming by another family. And he decided that he probably could go swimming now, so he deserted his flotation device and went into the deep end of the pool. And if it weren't for someone shouting out in alarm, he probably would have remained floundering underneath the water with nobody catching or noticing. My heart is still troubled when I, when I think about how helplessly I can picture him under the water. Thanks to God, he survived, but the urgency of swimming lessons and the need to be protected and secure was all the more seen. And I could go on, because within a few months, three more of my children also faced instances where they were threatened and nearly died. But I'm not the only one. This is something that happens all the time. The, the threats and tragedies of this life cause our hearts to be troubled. Every year, believe it or not, on playgrounds, places that are supposed to be fun, hundreds of thousands of people, children in our country, face injury and are rushed to the emergency room, and some of them die. Ten. Ten is the number of children in our nation that die each day from drowning in a neighborhood pool. And statistics abound on the number of children that are injured on bicycles or car accidents each day. Hundreds of thousands. Many of them die. And it seems this year, many children face illness and some of them die. More so this year than others it would be apparent. But the change around in all these is sudden and unsettles the heart for every parent, and not just parents. There are many who have faced tragedy in their lives. There are those who, be, who serve in the armed forces or are first responders, and because of something that they face either on the war scene or crime or some tragedy, their hearts are unsettled and unnerved. And there are many who, because their spouse has deserted, betrayed, or abandoned them, have had their hearts so troubled that they're unable to make themselves vulnerable and to experience love like they did before. And there are many parents who, though they may not have lost a child that you can see, have lost a child through something like miscarriage. And they're unnerved and on edge. Their hearts are troubled as they wonder what threats lie ahead. And whatever it might be that you have faced, you've probably experienced it. Our hearts are quickly troubled in this world. Jesus speaks to his troubled disciples. As we read in John 14, they know what is about to happen and hear it from him. Where I'm going, you cannot come. And they sense death is ahead for him. Jesus' words of comfort for them are also words of comfort for us. As he says, do not let your hearts be troubled. His response, believe in God. Believe also in me. See, the, the response for all the things that unsettle our hearts in this life is not for God to pull us out of this world right away or to remove all fears and troubles. The response that God and plan that he has is not to make us immune to suffering in this life. There will be threats. There will be dangers. And there certainly are things that can cause trouble for every one of us. 
But God's plan is far greater. His plan is to provide something for us that will make us forever secure. Jesus says, trust, believe, trust in God and trust also in me. Here's God's plan. In my Father's house are many mansions, that is, rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you. And I'm going there to prepare a place for you. And if I go, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you also may be where I am. Our Father's plan to remove our troubles and to calm our troubled hearts is to provide for us a place of perfect security and to promise us that he will take us to that place of perfect security, peace, and rest, that we may be with him. And our triune God promises that he will rescue us from this world of trouble and death and bring us to that bright, perfect place where we will be secure at home and with him. How can we know that this is what's in store? Trust in God. Jesus says, trust in me. In order that we might be fully secure and at peace and that our hearts might be calmed in every trouble, Jesus came and faced the troubles for us. Jesus said as he approached the cross, my heart is troubled. And when his heart was greatly troubled in him, it wasn't because of something unexpected. It was his plan. Our hearts are troubled because our plans for security and peace fall through. But Jesus' plan would be carried out as he faced the cross and he faced all suffering. And though he did not deserve the suffering or the pain that he struggled under at the cross, Jesus suffered in the place of every sinner, you and me, in order that we might be fully free to enter into his perfect place of rest taking away the price and punishment of our sin. Jesus promises, don't be afraid, trust in me. There is a place that is being prepared for you because the one who died for us is now alive again. He rose to life and he will bring us to a perfect place. He will bring a reign of peace to the ends of the earth and we will be secure with him. In my Father's house, Jesus says, are many places, many mansions, and there's a room for you. And I will bring you to it, that you may be with me. You know, it might be that we try to find rest or security in our own methods. We might try to trust in ourselves as we bring the emergency kit, as we go to the firing range, as we train and prepare for programs, put on personal protective equipment, and as we try to do every measure of protection that we can. But it will never calm our troubled hearts. Please don't misunderstand. Trips to the ER, personal protective equipment, firearms, and other things, and home security systems aren't bad but they'll never fully remove the troubles that face our hearts, the fears and uncertainty of death. But there is one who can and who does, and he says, trust in God, trust in me. Jesus, the Son of God, calms our troubled hearts by the promise of taking us to that bright place 
where we will no longer face troubles and fears, but we will forever be at peace and be secure and be with him. Jesus said, where I'm going, you cannot follow. Not follow now. But he also added, I'm coming back. And when I come back, I will take you to be with me, that you may also be where I am. And together with Jesus and all who trust in God, we will forever be free from troubles and our hearts will be at peace forever in the house of our Father. Amen. We confess together our Christian faith using the Nicene Creed. We all come from different places, with different backgrounds and different personalities. Yet, we are united by one truth that transcends all cultures, races, and genders. What is that one belief? We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. What we are confessing is not just what you and I believe individually. In fact, it binds us together more closely than blood. Ponder this as we read what binds our hearts in Christ's love. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten and not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven, was incarnate of the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary, and became fully human. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day he rose again in accordance with the Scriptures. He ascended to heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. It's Jesus' will that we share the kind of fellowship found within the Trinity. Who alone can enable us to love each other like this? We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who in unity with the Father and the Son is worshipped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church, we acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. We join now in prayer. O Lord, our strength, our song, and our salvation, you fulfilled your promises by the resurrection of your Son, Jesus Christ, from the dead. Thanks be to God. You give us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. In your compassion you sent Christ, the Good Shepherd, who laid down his life to rescue the lost. Drive out all doubt and gloom, that we may delight in your glorious triumph. Lift our eyes heavenward, to see him who lives to make intercession for the saints, and grant us confidence in the greatness of his power. Keep before us the vision of your redeemed people, standing before your throne, and singing the song of victory. Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive wisdom and power and honor and glory and praise. 
Make us instruments of your peace as we bring the good news of hope and new life to those around us. Guide us in the use of all that you have entrusted to us, our time, our talents, our treasures. Risen Lord, live in us that we may live for you. Merciful Lord Jesus, grant healing to the sick, strengthen the faith of the suffering and the dying, assure them of your abiding presence, and comfort them with the hope of eternal life. Lord God, we come before you especially this week concerning Mary Strong. As she awaits the results of tests, we ask that you give the doctors wisdom and allow her not to be troubled or anxious, but to let her heart be calm and at peace, knowing that you are the way, the truth, and the life. And also, Lord, we give you thanks this day as our nation celebrates Mother's Day. We thank you for those who have served as mothers. We ask that you continue to bless them in their work. Continue to bless Christian mothers everywhere as they lead their children and their families to know your great love. And Lord, as our nation begins to return to activities inside of buildings after the initial wave of this pandemic, we come before you asking for your mercy and for strength. Keep us focused on your promise that no matter what troubles we face right now, we need not let our hearts be troubled because you have promised a place for us that is free from all trouble and adversity and that you will bring us to that place. Bless those who are combating this illness and all of their efforts and their planning and keep us safe. We ask according to your great mercy that you bring an end to this crisis. Hear us, Lord, as we bring you our private petitions. Gracious Father, you have restored to us the joy of your salvation. With happy hearts we come before you and say, Alleluia! Thanks be to God! Amen! As our offerings are gathered, you're invited to listen to this song shared by Four for Christ. I will trust in you. Through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, 
that you have granted me this night from all harm and danger. Keep me this day also from sin and every evil, that all my doings and life may please you. Into your hands I command my body and soul and all things. Let your holy angel be with me, that the wicked foe may have no power over me. Amen. May the grace of the Lord Jesus sanctify us and keep us from all evil. May Christ drive all hurtful things far from us and purify both our souls and bodies. May Christ bind us to himself by the bond of love and may his peace abound in our hearts. Amen. We'll close with stanzas 5 through 7 of hymn number 358. This concludes our service. Thanks for joining us. Once again, if you're at home, we invite you to visit rockofages-payson.com and find more messages and more services like this. Currently, as stated, our plan is to return to using our building on May 24th. We'll have a service at 9 o'clock and 10.15. Until then, you're invited to join us once again for Park and Worship. If you're listening at home, we encourage you to find a local Wells ministry nearest you. Visit wells.net. God bless your day and your week with hearts free from trouble, resting in His peace and His promises.